Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And once again, I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome to the Firetime Podcast. Well, hey, if you've been listening to this in real time, you know that all summer long, we have been diving deep into Firetime Magazine Rapid Reaction episodes as we prepare for season 11 of the Firetime podcast. And first off, it's crazy to think that we are on the verge of our 11th season every year around this time. I I just get very reflective and even a little bit nostalgic just to think about how much ground has been covered on the podcast and, and what life was like literally five years ago when it started. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm super thankful to, to all of you who listened to it. And I think that the community that we are creating is something that is really, really special. So with that said, we are going to do our final Firetime Magazine Rapid Reaction. In these episodes, we listen to an audio article together from the Firetime Magazine. And then the second that article is over... I hit record and give you my immediate rapid reaction to it. And these are really fun episodes for me. I I actually talk a lot with the editor of this show, Dan Schmidt, who we'll actually have to maybe have on sometime as a guest. I talked to Dan quite a bit about this podcast as we email back and forth about episodes. And he actually told me that these are some of his favorite episodes. He likes kind of like the the -the off-the-cuff reaction that's a a little bit more unfiltered and, and raw. And so hopefully these episodes are a blessing to you and you enjoy them. So for today's article, we are going to listen to a piece written by my friend Tyler Anderson at Hoffman York, and it's titled, Let's Get Personal, Four Ways to Accelerate Advocacy for Your Business. And I'll give you a little bit of the backstory on this. So Tyler works for Hoffman York, which is a marketing agency that does various work in our industry in particular with Napoleon. And so Steven Schroeder introduced me to him a couple years ago at the trade show and we got dinner and I, I just felt like we hit it off. We both had a little bit of a connection to Portland, Oregon. And the more time I've spent with Tyler, I just feel like, man, this is somebody who understands marketing and who really, really cares about serving their clients. And so we were talking and I said, man, I think you got to write a piece for the Firetime Journal. Uh, you know, I want to hear something, just your take on marketing and whatever direction you want to go, you, you can take it there and, and we'll print it. And this piece that Tyler put out, it came out in the February issue in 2023 of the Firetime Magazine, but it was also printed inside the 2023 Firetime Journal. And I think that this piece is absolutely incredible. I think it's very, very practical And it's something that in your business, if you've been trying to figure out how to get more customers on your side, this is absolutely the ticket. Um, I've talked a little bit about how oftentimes when I read the Firetime Journal, it's when I'm on an airplane because, you know, I can't be on my laptop working when the plane takes off or lands. So what I do is I literally just get out the Firetime Journal and read it. And this is one of those articles that I find myself continuing to go back to. So it's been a little while since I've listened to it or read it, but I am pretty familiar with it just because I've spent so much time in it. And I'm super excited for you to hear it too. Without further ado, let's listen to this episode and then I will give you my rapid reaction. Let's get personal for ways to accelerate advocacy for your business by Tyler Anderson. There's an old adage in business. 
When customers have positive experiences, they tell one person. When they have negative experiences, they tell 10. This is a common concept that I've always taken for granted. That is, until recently. You see, I now think the quote is only half true. Because even though negative experiences will always be detrimental, customers actually tell everyone when they have positive experiences, thanks to the ubiquity of internet access and social media. Scroll down your timeline and you'll see people sharing a lot more positive experiences than negative ones. Whether it comes from a feeling of joy, discovery, pride, or something else entirely, people like to share things that make them feel special. More frequently, brands are contributing to those feelings and taking credit for what makes people special. When brands do this successfully, they get featured in social posts and online conversations. Welcome to the era of the unfamous, unpaid influencer. Anyone can be one, and it's never been easier to share positive experiences that garner followers. This creates a tremendous opportunity for business growth. If your product or service can be a catalyst to making people feel special, your business will be the hero of the story. And when you can be the hero of the story, you'll have turned customers into advocates who organically and authentically drive referrals to your door. So how do you do that? Before I take a stab at answering the question, I want to share a story. My friend named Joe recently told me about his experience replacing the fireplace in his home. Rather than focusing on the stylish design or cozy new aesthetic, which is what I expected, he agonized over how complicated the process was for a first-time buyer. He emphasized driving to three different dealers within a 60-mile radius of his home. He didn't plan to go to three different dealers. He just wasn't satisfied with the first two. To be fair, Joe didn't quite know what he was looking for. But he did know that he wanted to feel confident that he was getting the right solution, especially because he was unfamiliar with fireplace installation. He was looking for someone he could trust. After the first two shops, he hadn't found that yet. It wasn't until his third stop, the one that was furthest from his home, that someone asked him to schedule an in-person visit. The reason was to better assess the project before recommending a product. As you may guess, that's ultimately the company that won his business. Now, before you think this is a preach piece for in-home estimates, it's not. That's not why I shared the story. What I found interesting as a marketing guy was that things like the price and the brand were utterly absent from the recollection of his purchase decision. The real hero of the story was the personalized experience. It's safe to assume that the first two dealers Joe visited could have installed the same product that he ended up selecting, maybe even for a lower price. But the third dealer went above and beyond to give Joe confidence that he wasn't just getting any fireplace, he was getting one that was custom-tailored for the exact needs of his specific home. That made him feel special, which is what sparked the story he told me. And I know I won't be the only one who hears it either. So, it's official. The old concept of someone sharing a positive experience with only one person is a myth. The factors that can make someone feel special and in turn be the difference between a good experience and a great one worth sharing, come down to two simple things. Personalization and relevance. That's all it takes to make a story worth sharing and turn your customers into advocates. With that in mind, here are four ways you can deliver a more personalized and relevant experience to your customers today. If you put these simple tactics into practice, the business impact will be significant. 1. Segment your customers into groups. Mastering the art of personalization means knowing your audience. Segmentation, 
or breaking your entire customer population into subgroups based on shared qualities is an invaluable first step. Think about what you know about the different types of people who patronize your business and start to organize them into groups. Do you service home builders or mostly just homeowners? What about architects or designers? Do you notice a difference between customers looking to replace their old fireplaces and customers looking to build new homes? Are there certain products you would recommend or tips you would give to people with children? Make a list of these different audience types and write down what you know or expect about them. You'll begin to see how their needs and wants differ from each other, and that should prompt you to tailor unique solutions or communication styles for each group. Some people want to be educated. Others might just need to be inspired. Instead of encouraging all of your customers to buy the same way, try using what you know about them and persuade them with a more relevant, purpose-driven sales pitch. 2. Ask customers what they want. This sounds simple and obvious because it is. But how you engage your customers makes a world of difference. More often than not, the secret to happy customers is to get them talking. Your objective should be to elicit information from them that will make your solution impossibly relevant. So how do you do that? Ask the customer. Once you understand some of your different customer segments, identify the questions you need to ask to recommend the right product or service. Could your customers fill out a simple project worksheet, either digital or physical, before meeting with the sales team? The worksheet could extract specific information by asking these types of questions. Is the project a replacement or a remodel? Was the home built before 19XX? Which room needs the project completed? What type of wall or surround currently exists in that room? How do you envision getting the most satisfaction from the project? What does a successful visit to our store look like for you today? Encouraging your customers to consider these questions and share this important information will put you in a position to cater to their exact needs. It's about putting their needs ahead of your own, which shows them that you're helping them with something, not just selling them something. 3. See the problem from their perspective. In the story about my friend who replaced his fireplace, the in-home visit was a difference maker. Only one of the three dealers he visited made the effort to come to his home and really understand the challenge he was experiencing. To him, his home and his project were unique, and he needed a solution that felt the same. But it's reasonable to assume that you won't always have the staff or the time to do an in-home visit for every customer who walks into your showroom or calls your store. So what's the simplified solution? Yep, you guessed it. Photos. Everyone has a smartphone, and everyone knows how to text or email a photo to a loved one. Leverage that behavior in your business. Set up a dedicated email address or text service for customers to easily upload photos of their homes to your team. Promote it in-store and online so you can see customer spaces before they even talk to your team. The images will probably reveal things that most customers wouldn't think to mention. That's where your expertise shows off. But the best thing about getting customers to share their photos with you? In your store, sharing a photo is like holding a magic talking stick. It can go both ways, but getting customers to open up about their rooms or projects is exactly what you want. It's like an alley-oop for you to provide a perfectly relevant solution. As a bonus, the photo upload process nets you a phone number or email address for follow-up communication. That's a slam dunk. 4. Follow-up post-purchase Call it old school. Call it sales 101. 
But a post-purchase follow-up is one of the easiest things that can set you apart from your competitors. And it can also establish pathways to advocacy and referral. A follow-up can come in many different forms. You can showcase your pride in the project by asking to take a completion photo. You can call a few weeks later to ensure your customers are still as satisfied as they were the day they bought. Or you can just go with the classic method, sending a simple handwritten card. When it comes to a personalized experience, small gestures make the biggest difference, and a handwritten token of gratitude is a lost art that is sure to wow. However you prefer to follow up after the purchase, it's a valuable habit that's always worth the five minutes it takes, and it's also a great time to ask for a referral. In the hearth, patio, and barbecue industry, customer loyalty is good, but advocacy is better. Activating simple personalization strategies like these in your business can absolutely move the needle. They'll increase your close rate and enhance your customer satisfaction. And they're the kind of sales and marketing practices that are especially important during times of economic uncertainty when customers need confidence in the products and services they're buying. But don't just take my word for it. One of the leading sources of authority for consumer insight and trends, McKenzie, recently published a study that found personalization matters more now than ever. In fact, 71% of consumers today expect brands to demonstrate they know them at a personal level. According to the report, there are several ways a brand can achieve personalization, but two of the top ways consumers told McKinsey included providing, quote, relevant product or service recommendations, 67%, and following up post-purchase, 58%. This study proved that thoughtful touch points, such as checking in post-purchase, sending a how-to video, or asking consumers to write a review, are all ways to generate positive brand perceptions. On top of that, 78% of respondents said they would be more likely to refer friends and families to companies that personalize. In conclusion, McKinsey credited personalization as one of the most important business-building forces of the future, citing that companies who excel at demonstrating customer intimacy generate 40% more revenue than their peers, and the closer organizations get to the consumer, the bigger the gains. Though the four strategies listed above can help you make your customer interactions relevant and personal, they're not groundbreaking, and they're not meant to be. Instead, they're intended to be simple and actionable ways you can get closer to your customers. And McKinsey has shown that getting closer to your customers will make your profits larger and your business stronger. Maybe you're already implementing some or all of these strategies in your business. If you're not, take a small step today. Start by segmenting your customer base or developing a plan for post-purchase contact. Making an experience personal or relevant doesn't need to be something complicated that only big businesses can do. And you don't have to rely on text-based solutions like automated marketing or artificial intelligence. You just have to take a thoughtful approach to understanding your customers, then match that knowledge with your own expertise to recommend a specific, relevant solution. The end result will feel personally tailored to individual customers, which will make them feel special. And that's a feeling we're sharing. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that audio article by Tyler Anderson. I thought it was amazing. And and like I said, no joke, when I open up the 2023 Firetime Journal, oftentimes this is an article that I go back to because I think there is so much gold here. You know, it's funny, just to start out, when when Tyler mentioned that story about the person he knows that went to go shop at three fireplace stores, I've actually heard that story firsthand from the person that told it. 
And it, it was amazing to listen to because it, it, it confirms so many things that we've talked about on this podcast that it's not price that's the differentiator. It's not the brand. It's the company that can make it the easiest for the consumer. And what Tyler brought up in telling that story is an issue that our industry really, really has. I'm convinced that in most businesses, if someone walks in and says, I want to buy a gas insert, that company is competent to be able to write the order up. But what about the customer that's on the fence? They don't quite have all the information that they need. They'd like to get the fireplace, but they're a little bit confused. In general, I found that businesses ignore these customers. They send them out the door with quote-unquote homework, and really all they're trying to do is just figure out, is this person actually serious? Well, in the case of the story that Tyler told, this customer was serious. They went to three stores, and then they bought an insert, but the first two, they didn't make the effort to actually help this customer on their terms, so doing whatever we can to make life easy. Like that's ground zero before Tyler even gets into the article, but it's amazing that that was the story. It wasn't the brand. It wasn't the price. It was the company that made it easiest for the customer to feel confident about their service. And in their case, you know, going out for the in-home visit to talk about the project, make sure this is going to be a good fit for the home. That is invaluable. And uh, hopefully your company has taken advantage of that. Now, as Tyler jumps into this, the first thing that came to mind when he talked about segmenting your customers and being able to try to offer a personalized experience for them, it made me think about something that Patrick Ryan actually told me pretty recently. He's been reading a book that's called Unreasonable Hospitality. And in that book, they talk about a concept called always be collecting dots so you can connect dots. So think about that. Be collecting dots so you can be connecting dots. Oftentimes, our customers want to feel known and they want to feel heard. And our businesses want to deliver a great experience. But how often is it that installers get out to a customer's house and the installer made a comment about something to a salesperson, but that salesperson never documented it. So the installers don't know it when they come out. I mean, this happens all the time. When we can be collecting dots on the customer they like dogs, they have white carpets, they're super, super nervous about the dirt and the dust. When we can be collecting dots, it allows us to connect dots down the road. And this is like sales 101, right? That's why we need to listen so well in our sales process because as we listen, we're going to learn things that we can use later on, not to strong arm someone into buying our product, but to connect dots, to bring them to their solution and make a connection with us and with our business. And we can't do that if we're not paying attention and, and collecting those dots. So when Tyler talked about segmentation and, and understanding that you know your customer that is a 40-year-old mom probably wants a different buying experience than the old man who lives by himself is 70 years old and has been burning wood for 40 years, right? I mean, I'm painting with broad strokes here, but by segmenting your customers, you really do start to learn, how should I try to communicate with these people? Is there a special or a promotion we should run that would give value to this group? But we're not, we're not going to give the promotion to this group because it wouldn't give value to them. In our industry, we pride ourselves on not being transactional, on not being like Amazon. And that's great. I mean, I'm, dude, I'm all for that. But here's the thing. Do we know our customers? Do we actually know them? 
Do we follow back up with them after the purchase like Tyler was talking about to check in and make sure the product is meeting their expectations? When we can offer a personalized experience, something magic happens and we are no longer a commodity. We become something valuable that they want to tell others about. And, and, and isn't it amazing how in, in today's world of, of being able to broadcast anything on social media and use digital tools to spread the word, isn't it amazing how even just basic commodities are shared from particular places Well, you got to go here and buy it because here's what they do, right? Even though that thing you're buying is just a thing. I've seen this all the time with my wife and many of the things that she buys, she hears about from other people and it's not just the thing, but it's where they bought the thing because of some kind of personalized experience. We can tap into that same thing when we show a little bit of care and a little bit of effort for our customers. When Tyler talked at the end about the personalization with the follow-up afterwards, the handwritten thank you note. I mean, you, you just, you, you can't go wrong with this. And and this was imprinted on me early from Tim Rethlake. And I, I try to write as many, you know, handwritten thank you cards as I can, but make this a rhythm in your business where if people are buying products from you, literally like make it mandatory. If you're going to have a sales job, you have to write thank you cards every single month to your customers from the month prior. And people are like, well, you know, it takes too long. Dude, come on. I mean, how many wood stoves do you sell a month? Probably not that many. I mean, 10, 20, maybe 30 if it's just a killer month. So how long does it take you to write greeting cards for that? Maybe an hour, hour and a half? It doesn't take that long. And this is how you create that personal connection. I mean, if you have little kids, have them sign the thank you card. Like literally, tell the customer, our whole family appreciates you. Have your kids sign it, your husband, your wife. This is a really, really big deal in showing that we are human. And and again, even though, you know, the gas insert or the wood stove, it's a it's a purchase that the customer's probably not gonna buy again anytime soon. When they have an amazing experience and there's a personal connection afterwards where you make that phone call to check in, make sure that the product is working the way that they were hoping it would. You send that handwritten thank you card, you give them a gift card inside of it for some local coffee or you know, I, I know a business that, that gives customers blankets and a coffee mug. When you do these things, it becomes a memorable experience that others get told about. And you know, I, I think that there's some serious wisdom here that if we want to get advocacy from our customers, we need to do the little things well. There's there's many companies out there that want to charge you a bunch of money because you're missing out on all these customers, right? If you if you could only get these impressions, if you could only get all these extra people to your website, if you could only tap into this demographic, then you'd get the magic base of customers. And I mean, I, I'm not against marketing and paying for marketing efforts. But here's the thing, like a lot of that stuff is right in front of us and within our control. A lot of that is within things that we own, right? Our own people, our own website. We don't necessarily need to go outside for that. And and I would encourage you not to until you've taken care of what's inside of your house. And then after that, you can absolutely go outside. But everything that Tyler talked about in this article is something that you can take action on right now. So in closing, as we round out this summer series on Firetime Magazine Rapid Reactions, I would ask you, what are you going to do this winter season to give a personal experience to every one of your customers? What are you going to do? I want you to take some time this week and brainstorm this. 
How are you going to give a personal experience? And not just you. I mean, it goes all the way through your company. Everyone who buys a gas insert or a wood stove from you this season, what are you going to do to deliver that personal experience from your company that only you can deliver? So I'll leave you there with that. I hope you guys enjoyed that article. I'd like to get Tyler on this season actually to chat with him a little bit more about marketing because he's a great mind and he wrote an amazing article. So with that said, you guys have an amazing week. Enjoy the last bit of summer and I cannot wait to talk to you again next week as we drop season 11 of the Firetime Podcast. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. To learn more, visit the website, itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time. I'm all in to burn in.